Well, it's about 7.45 on a Tuesday. Been sitting on my ass since about 8 o'clock this morning. So I thought I'd go for a little walk, do a little update on the podcast. It's probably about 25 degrees out here. It's not warm. The sun is leaving. Got trains going by. So sort of an update, you know, this Series 3 podcast thus far, first handful of episodes have really been based a lot on some writing I've been doing over the last year with a friend of mine. And manuscript that we're putting together, one of the chapters is Games Fascist Play. And of course it's, uh, you know, pointing to Games People Play by Eric Byrne. His bestseller sold a lot of copies. New York Times bestsellers list for two years. It was meant for therapists, clinicians, and everybody bought it because it resonated with them. So everybody knows that the politicians in the United States are corrupt. They're liars. They con others for their own profit, power. They manipulate. They say one thing on the campaign trail and then... They go status quo. Uh, it's really the the military industrial complex, uh, along with corporations. You know, not really two separate things that manage democracy. Gives the illusion that we're living in a democracy and we're free. So politicians used to maybe seem like respectable people. You might have wanted to be be a politician, but uh, the personality structure that I see in a Biden, Trump, DeSantis, Obama, Clinton is what I call the politician. It's essentially the structure of a psychopath. And that's what's required in a sense for this top gun, top dog leadership position because everybody is doing thinking for you and is following you around with cameras and everything putting information inside you all the time and so all you have to do is think about what you want what you want to do that's going to benefit you you know so it's it's narcissism that's how I draw up this personality structure and so what I'm going to probably do with this material is set up the game's fascist play with Columbine most people if they're alive for sure but even if they weren't in the late 90s, have heard of Columbine. There's obviously tons of information to find about it. But Dylan and Eric were involved in some very dangerous and tragic games that just uh, became accelerated in the same way that Obama accelerates the drone project, you know, continuing George Bush's, you know, warmongering. And that it's a symbiotic process. So Dylan and Eric were like yin and yang, but in a codependent way. They weren't a real person individually, so they had to be together because each one would supply the ego state or states that the other one needed. So it's a relational process. You know, they played kick me, they played now I've got you, you son of a cops and robbers. And 
So it's very easy to lay out the mass shooter game, which is a revenge game. So it's now I've got you. That's the switch. That's the dramatic, sickening moment when the gun gives situational power and then they indiscriminately kill people because it's really about their own lust for power, winning, being notorious, um, that kind of thing. So it doesn't matter who they kill. Uh, so it's it's random. Usually the easiest, like it schools or mosques where there isn't security or anything and people are congregating. So I set that up as a, as a model, the mass shooter model. Maybe begin the book early on with that because I've been doing so much research on it. And then use people like Ron DeSantis, who I'm quite concerned is going to make a full sprint in the 2024 presidential election um, and I've already been reading his newest book kind of a memoir The Courage to be Free which I think he should have went with the original title which is uh, the white man has always forgotten that they were free um, he goes to Yale this is after being in the Little League World Series. He's a baseball player, so he gets a scholarship to Yale. And in the book, he describes it as if he was totally naive. He hadn't been to New England, didn't know where he was going. And it sounds like complete bull****. And then, after that, he stumbles into Harvard Law School. And so throughout the book, he triangulates woke ideology, which is really just an aspect of neoliberalism. It's just the... the the fetish that corporations have with compiling data on subjects and selling it for lifestyle brands and obviously big tech and that kind of thing. But so he makes up this thing, woke ideology, and just, you know, spreads it like I, I put peanut butter on a sandwich, okay? It's thick. There's a lot of it. Uh, and he, he has no self-correcting or self-examination in the memoir at all. Uh, there was the baseball game, I think, in 2018, where all these Congress members were shot at uh, by a Bernie Sanders supporter, and he actually crossed paths with the gunman. The gunman asked him if they were just Republicans playing baseball or Democrats or something like that. And even though he has a Navy background, he shrugs his so shoulders, heads to his office. Meanwhile, his buddies get mowed down. Uh, he also hasn't mentioned yet, well, I should say he mentioned the Parkland shooting in one sentence, but nothing about it because he wants to militarize everything, including schools. He's already said it in previous debates. Um, so I don't really know him per se. He's got a wife that used to be a TV anchor. They got three kids. I think he said six, four, and two. Um... But he plays games such as if it wasn't for them. So he, if he, he says if it wasn't for this leftist ideology, then dot, dot, dot. So it's actually a fear game. So DeSantis, he's a coward. And if you call him a coward, he will buckle at the knees because I'm sure... He did, ha he did not have a lot of nurturing 
as a kid, this guy's like a pedigree for a presidential ca candidate. He's in this book. He's acting like it was a, it was something he just happened upon, versus a four-long conclusion. So if you if you see DeSantis, call him call him a coward, and watch him blush and then go on in the attack mode. I mean, he he part of the book is courage, is in the title of the book. He has no courage. He wants power. And so he says, if it wasn't for these immigrants, or if it wasn't for woke ideology, and he presents nothing new. I don't I mean, I don't think you even have to read the whole book. I'm on page like 90 something. Um, he wants the Florida model to be the model for the United States. That's his idea. So he's not presenting anything new. He's presenting what he's trying to do in Florida, which is to make America how it was when it was just man and woman uh, and church and God. So he's a very, very dangerous figure. But you can see him uh, play out those revenge games when reporters challenge him and different things. But if I had a guess, if you wanted to trigger him maybe at a speaking engagement he does or you know bring up that that shooting uh i think it was 2018 and what a coward he was how he fled uh, and see what he says says to that I and mean, of course that's a provocation game but we need to call out these psychopaths and if a publisher is interested, that's that's what I want to focus on: is making connections between 20th century fascism, 19th century uh, German culture, which is a culture of despair. Anything that was small L liberalism was the evil, you know, the demise of society, and that's what people like DeSantis are are running with: this sense of despair. And impotence, and there's stuff that I very much agree with him. But it's all—he's all, um, you know—it's like he has the psychometrics of the reader as he's writing it, because he knows exactly what to say. He—he writes like a like he's in twelfth grade in high school, and this is somebody who went to Harvard Law. So obviously he's writing it in a very specific way. I mean, he's standing in front of an American flag on the cover. So anyway games fascists played that's what i'm going to focus on with writing and so there might be some new episodes coming up on the podcast related more to that but uh I've come to a crossroads you know with this podcast and by that i mean i'm literally uh crossing paths here I'm not sure if i'm going to continue yeah i'll go this way get the shoes wet a little bit so I'm reading about DeSantis what else am I reading well I keep reading about transactional analysis uh, pretty compulsively um, Phillips there's a psychiatrist Phillips that I've been reading I just got a new book by him recovery of the true self and what else? I got a book by Hitchens uh, about uh, Thomas Jefferson, founding fathers, all that 
stuff that happened. Um, <clears throat> but I'm most excited about stayathomeday.com. Uh, April 20th is, well, it's a little over a month away. And so far I have a website and I ordered some magnets to, uh, to put all around town and see if this thing uh, gains any traction, any interest. The idea is meeting passivity with passive behavior, which is to withdraw, shut yourself out from the, the machine of uh, society, you know, so you're, you're protesting through uh, passive behavior, not doing anything. And it connects with the mass shootings because they're, they're doing what's called active-looking passive behavior, which is hyperactivity, agitation, you know, think pacing. Think about the Columbine kids putting together these, these intricate, intricate, what's the word I'm looking for? It's too cold out here to talk. Very complex, sophisticated, you know, organization of this military operation that they're doing. They got diagrams. They know when kids are coming at what exact time. They have hand signals. All this stuff is like because they feel so much despair based on being suicidal. It's a suicidal mission. Uh, in the Columbine case, it was a bombing that just didn't work. The whole school would have been incinerated had the bombs went off. So, where am I going with this? Stayathomeday.com. That's what I'm doing. I'm reading games people play again so I can kind of get into that space of how Byrne was writing back then and see if I can kind of, you know, mimic isn't the right word, but do some kind of compliment to that uh, that text, which is very powerful. It had, you have to look at it in the context of when it was written, of course, and who wrote it, Canadian-American psychiatrist, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I got some talks coming up. I have uh, a meeting with an editor. Don't really think it's going to go anywhere, but it'll, if, it'll be a project to, to waste time, which I like that idea. And if it includes writing and reading books, all the better. So I know I have about 8 million downloads at this point and subscribers and all that. So I appreciate you listening and I'll keep, keep giving more of these updates. I need to get out of the office more. Peace.